When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. You found primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome. It's primetime action live from the South Point. It is Thursday night. Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, and Kelly Bidlin. I went into the uh, to the hairstylist and said, give me the Bidlin. And this is what they gave me. Dude. Nice. That's Look at sharp, man. You're looking sharp. <laughs> so said, give me the Kelly Bidlin. And he was like, sure, I know that guy. <laughs> we got a doubleheader in hockey tonight. We got basketball. Gentlemen, sweet. Perhaps a closeout for the Warriors. And we have baseball. Got some uh, hockey hockey going down right this second. Face off the Rangers and the uh, Carolina Hurric- Hurry. Hurricanes? Hurricanes. Hurricanes. I don't hear the difference, but hurricanes. He's, he's, he says it now every, inter, now every time we talk, he says it both ways. Yeah. You're so in his He head. just goes back and forth. You like ruined his it. career. Yeah, we, we really did. Yeah, he, can't, he, can't, he can't help it. Andy McNeil is who we're referring to. <laughs> uh, you can find as low as a minus 150 if you want to play Carolina. You can find as high as a plus 145 if you want to play the Rangers in this one. So as we always say, do shop around. And then we got the Edmonton Oilers and the Calgary Flames. And with that one, we are looking at as low as a minus 150 if you want Calgary. And then a plus 135 is the best you're going to find if you want Edmonton. So again, as we as we always say, do your, uh, do your shopping. Make sure you're getting the best number here. Over on... The over on the baseball, we have Rockies and Nationals coming to you right now. Armand Marquez, Patrick Corbin, the Nationals slight favorites minus one fifteen, one oh five on the Rockies as road underdogs. A flat nine is your total. Guardians and the Tigers. We have Connor Picklington. Oh, him going for the Guardians against Tariq Skubal. Scooble and the Tigers are minus 135 home favorites, uh, plus 115 if you want the Guardians, a flat seven, your total there. Phillies and the Braves at 720 Eastern, Aaron Nola for the Phillies, Kyle Wright for the Braves, Nola and the Phillies heading to Atlanta as favorites in this one, minus 120, even money on the Braves as home underdogs, a flat eight, your total. 740 Eastern, Royals and the Twins, Daniel Lynch. We got Kevin Smeltzer. Another start for Smeltzer. Oh, yeah, Smeltzer. Smeltzer like yeah, Seltzer. Still, yeah, Smeltzer's on. Mm-hmm. Um, twin, Smeltzer and the Twins, actually big favorites here. Minus 190 at home. Plus 160 if you want Lynch and the Royals. Eight and a half, your total. 745 Eastern, Brewers and Cardinals. Eric Lauer, Adam Wainwright. Wainwright and the Cardinals are minus 120 home favorites. Even money on the Brewers, seven and a half the total. 810 Eastern, Red Sox and White Sox, Michael Waka, Dallas Keuchel. Waka and the Red Sox are minus 125 road favorites over Keuchel and the White Sox. Nine, a flat nine there as the total. 938 Eastern, Blue Jays and the Angels. We got Hyunjin Ryu against Shohei Otani. Otani and the Angels are minus 160 home favorites over the Blue Jays. And Ryu uh, plus 140 there for the Jays, seven and a half. Your total, 
940 Eastern, we got the Dodgers and the Diamondbacks. Mitch White against Umberto, Umberto Castellanos. You've got the Dodgers and Mitch White as minus 170. Road favorites over the Diamondbacks, plus 150. If you want the home underdog, nine and a half. Your total, and then another 940. Eastern first pitch is the Texas Rangers and the Oakland A's. Martin Perez, Frankie Montas. Montas and the A's are minus 120. Home favorites, even money on the Rangers. A flat seven is your total there. And then, of course, in the NBA, we've got the uh, Mavericks and the Warriors tonight. Right now, sitting at about six and a half, there is one seven out there if you did want the Mavericks. So six and a half if you want the Warriors. There is a seven if you want the Mavericks. So do a little bit of shopping around out there. 215, 215 and a half. Uh, kind of split amongst the books out there. So again, half point difference on the total if you're looking to play the over or the under. Warriors. Got anything on this one, Kelly? Any, any pre-flop? We got props. We uh, got, we got props. props. Okay. I got Luka Doncic to score 40-plus at some number, 265. <laughs> yeah, two, number. plus 265. We're going with the whole Luka back against the wall, field goal attempts out of this world again theory. Didn't work well last uh, last game. So we'll see how it goes. And then as discussed at length on the show last night, Reggie Bullock, 15-plus points at plus 290. Matt, you have that one as well, I have right? that one as well. I went ahead and added Bullock, the over two-and-a-half threes as well, to where um, – I could get, uh, you know, I could get a heartbreaking split where he hits just three threes and and that's and that's it or whatever. But I do have a uh, I do have Bullock over two and a half threes as well uh, in this one. But again, one of the things Kelly went through it a couple different times last night. But if you weren't here with us last night, the thing about Bullock is we know that he's going to get the shots up. He just might miss them all. But I mean, like he either goes way over if he's if he's shooting well, or he goes way under. If he's shooting poorly. So, I mean, we have everything, range of outcomes from 21 points to literally zero points. He has, he has missed every single shot he's taken yep. in a game two different times these playoffs. Like, so he's yeah, here's, had zero. Here's, like, his range of outcomes is literally zero all the way up to, to like, you know, in, into the low 20s. So, so here's that's his, what you're getting here. This bet is not for the, the, the faint of heart, you know. Here's his last few games. 18, 0, 21, 12, 5, 19, 0. <laughs> so there so, you go. Yeah, we we could we're gonna we could win very easily. We could lose very easily. No doubt about that. I do have an early sweat going on, gentlemen. Um, I think I told you guys about this pre-show, though. I have a Chris Kirk first round leader bet at the Charles Schwab Challenge right now. He's got a share of the lead, but he's got a share of the lead with six other guys. <laughs> so I'm about to have a nice bet be dead heated uh, uh, by that much. And the only guy left on the course, Matt, who I really think has a chance of beating me. Smotherman. 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 Smotherman, who I do have bets on. He has the ch- the only chance of getting to five under, really. Smotherman. Warriors trying to get to their fourth NBA Finals in eight years tonight. We got some news around sports. College football, Georgia, close to finalizing a long-term contract extension with football coach Kirby Smart. That'll make him the, among, let's say, the highest-paid coaches in the FBS, according to ESPN. Uh, last season, of course, Smart guided the Bulldogs to their first national title in 41 years with that 33-18 win over Alabama in the uh, national championship game. Receiver Michael Thomas switching to the NFL. Not yet participating in New Orleans Saints OTAs. Not yet. But he's expected back from his ankle injury in time for training camp, according to Coach Dennis Allen. And he's present and rehabbing with the team during the voluntary workout period. NBA, Zion Williamson. 
has been cleared in his return to play progression without any restrictions. The New Orleans Pelicans said on Thursday, the announcement, the announcement rather clears Williamson to go through offseason workouts unrestricted this summer as he prepares for the 2022-23 season. As you know, Williamson missed the entire 2021-22 season after he broke the fifth metatarsal in his right foot during workouts last summer. Or as his stepdad noted today, I think he's still available for these playoffs. <laughs> he's ready to go. He's ready, he's ready to, go. to go. Any he, day now. He said, all he said, Gil, is he, was gonna, he could be available for the playoffs. He didn't, didn't say, say at what point. Okay? Didn't say which year. Yeah. <laughs> which year? <laughs> he didn't say which round. No. Pelicans had to get to the finals. He was ready to go. He'll be ready for the playoffs. New York Yankees. How about this, man? New York Yankees have signed three-time All-Star Matt Carpenter. He's in the lineup today. Are you kidding me? No. They, he, they, they, they put him in the lineup today. Matt Carpenter, a veteran infielder, of course, uh, to added to a roster that has been just decimated by injuries. But Carpenter, 36 years old now, by the way, struggled offensively over an extended period during his final three seasons with the Cardinals, batting just 203 with 22 home runs in 309 games from 2019 to 2021. I think it was 2018 when he had one of the most torrid stretches of baseball I think I've ever witnessed in my life. At his peak... He was unbelievable. Yeah, it was like every single time he swung the bat, oh. it was a, it was a base hit. Yes, he gets signed, inserted DH today, hitting in the eight hole for the for the Yankees. I can't even picture him in the in the pinstripes, <laughs> but I guess we're about to we're about to see it. If Kelly gets it on the right TV here. Um, one of those little Someone. nuggets oh. that uh, one of those little nuggets you talked about got me thinking. Oh, um, I like when you get to think. Yeah, a little bit earlier on this, and that is that Michael Thomas news. I knew that was going to be. And when you got that Michael Thomas news that he's going to be back and he's not going to miss any time. So if that's the case, it makes you start to wonder about Chris Olave unders because they also signed Jarvis Landry, Mm -hmm. and you also still have Alvin Kamara, who is a target hog out of the backfield as well. So you start to wonder, you've got your true alpha in Thomas back. You have a guy in Jarvis Landry who, yeah, it's not a lot of yak or anything like that, but he's a target. I mean, the guy's going to get a ton of targets Mm -hmm. because he just goes and he sits in holes and things like that. And then again, you have to get the ball into Kamara's hands as as, as many many times as humanly possible here. So it did get me wondering. I think his over-under was set at like 719 and a half yards. That's pretty close to me kind of looking at an under on him look look, rookie wide receivers it's kind of another one of those things where we get spoiled just a little bit because we see Jamar Chase come in and literally be one of the top five receivers in the entire NFL in his rookie season but you know it's kind of like we were talking about with with Burrow and Herbert typically these guys take a year or two to kind of fit into these offenses you know and so uh, with Thomas back with the signing of Landry with the presence of of Kamara as well it did have me kind of looking at some at some Olave unders. Seven nineteen and a half his receiving yeah. yards right now. What's interesting is that they traded up for him, right? Mm-hmm. So people in their head are like, "Well, what are you talking about, Matt? They traded yeah. up for the guy. He's going to be huge for them." But uh, but all your points make sense. Well, and they, and they had not yeah. yet signed Landry either, right? Mm-hmm. And that was the thing is like you know I'm I, I'm imagine whenever they saw him just still sitting out there, and then what they could get him for it was just too much to. To pass up, but you add like just yet another mouth to feed there in that offense. And so for me, um, you know, I get it and all that, but I, I think I'd certainly be looking at some unders on him. Jamar Chase last year, to your point, 1,455 <laughs> yards. And that, that, uh, that was after the Justin Jefferson year, the year before, where he had 1,616 as a rookie. You're right. We're spoiled mm-hmm. by that. That's not, uh, that's not your typical rookie output, that's for sure. 
We'll see. Michael Thomas looking like he's on schedule for the New Orleans Saints. We've got a bunch of guests tonight, too. Uh, Paul Spora will join us momentarily to talk baseball. Jake Hahn on hockey. Dallin Cuff will join us to talk NBA and NBA draft. And Amal Shaw, own Amal Shaw on hockey and tennis. Champions League as well. Big night. Vison's primetime action. Doubleheader in hockey and basketball as well. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Ice cold beers, cold hard cash. Join the action on the pitch with the Heineken 2022 Soccer Prediction Challenge. Compete in 20 free to play pools this season for your shot at a share of $100,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Heineken now to start your run at victory. Heineken, beer made better. 21 and over only. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Drink responsibly. 0-0 in Carolina. Rangers and Hurricanes. 2-2 series. Best of seven second round Eastern Conference series. The winner of this, of course, will take on the Tampa Bay Lightning, who are, I believe the hockey term is, cold chilling. Yeah. Yeah. Just waiting around. Getting halftime in their Stanley Cup playoffs on their quest for a third consecutive Stanley Cup title. I never saw anything about them not wanting to win so, so that they would sit around oh, or whatever and all that. You know? right. I that's didn't a, see anything about that. No, I, we can talk about the Warriors. <laughs> yeah, I don't, know. I don't want rust, <laughs> so I think they'll lose this. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, uh, you can find him on Fangraphs. He's the host of the Sleeper and the Bust podcast. And you can find him on twitch.tv slash Spore each and every night, wowing you with his video game prowess. It's Paulie Spore. How you doing, Paul? I'm doing well. How are you, Gil? Ooh, What's up, Matt? Good. What is what is that hat? What do you got going there? It is one of those orange traffic barrels with a catcher's mitt. Oh, oh, is that what that <laughs> it's is? A, yeah. It's a specialty hat for uh, for Peoria, the oh. Peoria Chiefs. Okay, it's it, it's in the it's in the realm of um, of my uh, snow cone hat. Yeah, it's like a specialty one. They also have one for pork tenderloin. I don't have that hat. <laughs> I don't know if I want it. But the barrel with a catcher glove oh, is kind of dope. Yeah. I, I love it. Kinda I had a dope. friend send that to me. Yeah, kind of dope. Is it limited yeah. edition that hat? I mean, to some degree, I would imagine. Yes. All right. All right. Hmm. Interesting. Let me ask you about one of your three picks. You have three picks tonight. Sure. Uh, I just got a text from Jason Weingarten as well. He says, uh, I have a whole bunch of money on the A's tonight. You're on the A's as well. What do you like yeah. about the A's tonight? Well, uh, Martin Perez is what we call a stone cold mirage. <laughs> and uh, yes. at some point it has to end. And, you know, you know, Gail, you're going to know where I'm going with this. I'll see if you can pull the name from your memory bank. OK. This reminds me of long ago when we were dealing with a stone cold mirage and you and I said we are going to bet against this guy every time until the bottom falls out the way it should. And the bottom eventually fell out. And do you remember who that was? Oh, there's so many of these. We used to call them the Saber, the Saber metric all-stars, we used to call them. Yeah, that's right. And and he was one of the first big dogs. Uh, or like He was just crazy ERA, but no skills to I'm, support I'm it. Thinking, and it was. I'm, I'm thinking of a guy who actually did pitch for the A's. Did he pitch for the nope. A's? Oh, no. That nope. not, so it wasn't him. All right, who are NL you thinking West. of? NL Aaron West. Cook. Oh, Aaron Cook. We Remember used to, when Aaron Cook totally bet against him all the time. And he had right. like this crazy run that made <laughs> no, no sense. It was like, how is he doing this? 
there is no rhyme or reason to it. I, it was like the beginning of one season, and he was just toting this really tiny ERA, and it eventually came crashing down. And there's been many, many others like it. I just remember us specifically talking about mm-hmm. him one year. Yeah. But listen, I, I hate to be super negative on guys. It's not really fun, um, you know, and, and downgrade, denigrate their their play. But there's no discernible change in Martin Perez. I can't find anything that is a discernible skill change. This all hinges on a spike in ground ball rate, which is a skill. Uh, Okay, let me say there's one skill change. The ground ball rate is up, and that's good. But the real bulk of this work is on the 273 BABIP and the zero homers allowed. And the last one, the zero homers, is just not going to last. He had 1.5 last year, 1.2 the year before, 1.3 the year before that. Uh, obviously, he has a zero homer to fly ball rate. He's a career 12%, which is about average. But either way, it's going up. So is his ERA. And uh, that's why I love the A's here. I wish, I almost wish they didn't have Montas so that they'd have a bigger number because I, again, I'm going against Perez until he crumbles, but at least they have their ace too. So uh, I'm on Oakland big time tonight. And, and one of these guys in Martin Perez, who has like managed to put together the, the most lengthy career. Yes. But he's mm-hmm. still there. To play devil's advocate, the A's. The A's lineup is horrible. It's absolutely Fair. pathetic. So, um, you know, it could be one of those things where the Rangers only score a ah, run and still win <laughs> the game. So, yeah, so there, there is there is, there is, is that. Is that German um, or did you just have a medical incident? <laughs> in, in all this. Uh, Paul, let's head to the uh, the Red Sox and the White Sox here. This one going at 8-10 Eastern. Waka and Keuchel on the hill I think there's no surprise here. You're looking at the over. Uh, yeah. I'm sure a lot of that has to do with the fact that Dallas Keuchel can't break a window anymore. Exactly. And listen, uh, Waka is maybe a, a more uh, stable version of what Perez is doing, but there still isn't enough to go behind the 176 ERA that he has. In fact, he's got a 485 Sierra, which is skill interactive ERA. Basically just gets down to his core skills and puts it on the ERA scale, and it's darn near a five. So this is a little bit of the obvious play to go over with these two, but I still felt like nine was a little bit low of a number. I kind of thought it'd be nine and a half, ten, and uh, the fact that it is nine and all we need is those ten runs, I feel pretty good about that. Uh, with with this group here between Waka and Keiko and the way the Red Sox offense in particular is playing. The White Sox one hasn't been great, but they're still they're still threatening enough. And then the Red Sox offense has been off the charts. And Trevor Story cannot get out right now. And who does he usually kill? Lefties. So that's going to be good going well for him. And J.D. Martinez, also a lefty killer. So I thought this was an easy play to go over at nine on uh, the, the, the Battle of the Sox. Paulie, I don't even know you anymore. You're doing an alternate. You're doing an alternate team total tonight on That's the right. Dodgers right. over six and a half plus one forty five going up against the great Umberto Castellanos. Umberto Castellanos. Yeah, and mm. listen, you know Umberto's pitching all right this year. He's surviving. He's giving them innings, and that's nice. That really helps a team when they don't have to dip into their minors and start playing guys. You know, he's not like a huge prospect, but he's just eating up some innings. But he does not get strikeouts. I'm not sure he could strike me out uh, with a 17% strikeout rate. And that ball is going to be in play a lot. And I like the Dodgers, obviously, to put up a big number on him. And I really think they can get double digits, to be honest. But I didn't want to get too risky with it. I felt I'd go with something that can still pay out, but at least uh, isn't too lofty there. So plus 145 on the six and a half. Obviously, we need seven Dodgers runs. That offense is still great. Even with some guys kind of kind of up and down, not as great as always, I still love betting on the Dodgers. 
So what are you making of what's going on over in the NL East? Because with all of the pitching woes there for the Mets, I mean, they built themselves up a nice little lead, but do you think that there's a real chance here that this could could evaporate with, I mean, McGill with the biceps, and then, of course, we already mm-hmm. never had DeGrom from the beginning of the year. Scherzer now on the sideline. I mean, it's, it's a lot for them, I think, um, even with the Braves struggling, even with the Phillies and their defensive struggles and whatnot, uh, to hold on to this lead. What say you? I, I, I totally hear why you would have some trepidation there. And like, I always try to push back on the tired Mets going to Mets because I'm like, oh, that's we say that all the time. And it's silly. Like I, I was I was doing that last year, probably even on this show. And then it happened again because it does always happen. And it does seem like they're dang near a cursed franchise because something always goes wrong. They can't have nice things with the Mets. And I do worry about it. Like they've built a, built themselves a nice lead, but I don't think it's set in stone at all there. I think there's three teams that could chase them down. I still like that Marlins team to be pretty sneaky if they get any offense. But the Braves and Phillies are the two you're focused on, Braves in particular. But yeah, they're burning through guys left and right now. All of a sudden, it's Bassett, Peterson, Carrasco, and Taiwan Walker. Uh, DeGrom and even Baby DeGrom, which is what they were calling McGill, aren't around. And Scherzer's out, of course, too, for an extended period of time. Do they have enough horses? They also have a pretty old lineup that hasn't been experiencing the injuries yet. But what if they start to hit the injury bug? So I want to be positive about the Mets. I feel like Mets fans deserve some goodness. But I am. I'd be nervous as hell as a Mets fan right now. I really, really would. I'll, uh, I'll. By the way, the uh, sabermetric All Star that I thought you were thinking of, not Aaron Cook. I was thinking of Trevor Cahill. That's who I was thinking of. That's a great year. one. Yeah, that's a great one. All right, uh, I'll, I'll take. I'll. Uh, I see Matt's uh, NL East, and I'll raise you the NL West here. So okay. National League West, the Dodgers are minus two seventy to win the division. The Padres are plus two eighty, and the Giants are nine to one. Is there a bet there on either the Padres or the Giants? What what do the Giants got to do to get some love? Right? I mean, we talked about this last year. I'm preaching to the choir with you, Gil. I understand that. But everything they did last year, they're replicating it and then some in some cases. Because, like, if I told you that they were 24 and 19 this year, you'd have probably said, okay, Logan Webb's doing this and and everyone else is popping off here. And Alex Cobb maybe uh, found found some health and is doing well. Well, those two guys in particular are not doing well. Logan Webb looks pretty pedestrian. He's not striking guys out. Alex Cobb has been arguably the most unlucky pitcher in baseball when you look at his uh, ERA versus FIP or whatever ERA indicator you like split. The offense is still doing it, though. This this uh, no-name platoon-heavy offense continues to dominate. And they got some names. You know, Brandon Crawford, Evan Longoria, Jack Peterson. Everyone knows those guys. But I I dare you to name three more that that people know uh, that aren't uh, diehard baseball fans. You know, uh, Darren Ruff, Tyro Estrada, Luis Gonzalez, not that Luis Gonzalez. Like, right. who are these guys? Mike Papierski, you know, and they just keep getting it done. So, yeah, that's the play I'd make. I'd go on the Giants if I'm going to go anywhere. If you're going to go against the Dodgers, uh, because they are a, a powerhouse, but if you're going to go anywhere, you got to go Giants with what they've done and what they've proven, and they're at a, such a much better number. Well, you know that was what? a clunky I, sentence. I, they're I, at a much better number. Sorry. I think just because of that, we're going to have to welcome you back in future appearances. How about that? I saved it. I saved it at the end. By the way, no Lamont Wade Jr. yet this year either for the Giants. Last year's hero as well. He, he, he was awesome last year. All right, thanks, guys. Take care. Thank you, Paul. At Spore is where you can find Paulie on Twitter. Fangraphs is where he does most of his stuff. But again, twitch.tv slash Spore tonight. You want to watch him uh, play some MLB The Show. NBA Finals Series prices next. And for Fake Wyatt, we did not include the Mavericks.
You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Winning never looked better. Make free hoops and soccer picks for a shot at a sweet payday with the H&M Wear That Feeling Prediction Series. Enter three pools and could be for your share of $15,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash HM now to get in on the action. H&M, to make everyone look and feel good. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Gil, Matt, and Kelly. Uh, last night, one of those typical primetime action nights where we saw one game when we were here. And then by the time, what was it, like five minutes after we got out of the parking lot, we're like, what's the score? It, it, it happens in football, yeah, and it's been happening in the NBA as well. I live like two miles up the road from here. But when I left the studio, it was a, I want to say a five-point lead still, Celtics five-point lead third quarter. had it was like a minute in the third quarter. By the time I got home, it was like an 18-point lead. The Heat shot just 31.9% last night from the field, made only 7 of 45 from behind the arc, lose 93 to 80. The all crucial game five trailed their best of seven series with the Celtics down three games to two. Uh, like Kelly said, 42 to 37 halftime edge for Miami, but then the Celtics doubled the Heat's point total in the third, 32 to 16, and led by as many as 23. Another one of those games. And here's the big stat, man Kyle Lowry and Max Struess missed all 15 of their shots. The Heat's starting backcourt has made a combined one basket in the last two games, one for 28. I'm told that's not good. Yeah, th- this is this is not at all any sort of victory lap because you guys like I mean we you know we've had various tickets on the Heat throughout the deal, but before the playoffs even started, Kelly, our one warning sign we put up the flag, the red flag, and we hoisted it to the top of the flagpole. You did that. There are these. That they just go on these scoring droughts, and they, we've seen it. We thought, saw it throughout the course of the regular season. They were able to kind of get through a couple of those that they had in the playoffs, even as well. Um, but man, like it's just this team. Joel Embiid is not lying when he says they need like one more. Like they need one more dude. If they had one more dude, this team would be scary. But like they they need one more dude because listen, they had the outlier Bam game. But, like, that was a complete outlier well, BAM Robert game. Williams wasn't playing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, that is just a complete outlier BAM game or whatever. So, like, really and truly it goes back to, okay, you've got Jimmy Butler. Is there any sort of consistent secondary scorer on that team? And the answer is absolutely not. There's not a consistent secondary scorer on that team at all. It, it's been my one problem with the, you know, the heat basketball, heat culture stuff ever since LeBron left. It's that, look, it, it all works when it works perfectly. But, but you rely on too many pieces to function together at a high level every night to consist, I, I mean, just consistently beat good teams, right? Yeah. To beat, beat worse teams. Sure. I mean, sure, you can get it done. But you've got, that's where I was trying to talk like the past couple of nights where Hero's absence, even though he's not had a good playoff, is still significant to me because he's one of the few guys that they have on the roster that can create his own shot. So simply without him in the lineup, I mean, we've seen Jimmy Butler just struggle the past two nights or the past two games. I mean, yes, I think he, he is very clearly dealing with an injury. But like, right. 
he is. And just, I agree with that. I, like, I think he's downplaying. Uh, I was, was going to say. I mean, yeah. They don't. There's also the fact they don't have Tyler Hero, and that Jimmy Butler and Kyle Lowry probably shouldn't be. Probably on the court. shouldn't be out there. And PJ yeah. Tucker is from everything yeah. we're hearing too. But it's just Jimmy's still trying, but it's like he's hoisting up horrible shots that aren't even coming close. And it's just they just need one more guy. And I, I mean, I had to grab the Joel Embiid quote because this is this just hasn't stopped since his his exit interview kill, where it's like he can't stop talking about the Miami Heat. <laughs> I mean, like, uh, Miami, like need, Miami needs another star. <laughs> just like all his all his replies, right? Or like, so is this you? You're talking about you're throwing your name, your name who, into who that. Do, who do you think wants to slap him in the side of the neck more? Bam out of Bayou for that comment, or the entire Philadelphia 76ers fan base? Oh, I would I would think uh, probably 76ers fan base first, and then Bam. Yeah. But, I mean, if I'm Pat Riley, you're not like, this guy won't shut up. Like, should I just at least send an email over to Daryl Morey and be like, <laughs> Let's bam in a first rounder. What do you think? What do you Question think? mark? Thoughts? You know, it, it, but we look, I mean, it's just the difference in these two teams because you look over and as, even as bad of first half as Jalen Brown had, he's able to bounce back in the second half and, and be a, a solid contributor there. And if you just go through and look over the course of the playoffs, right? 23, 22, 23, 22, 30, 27, 18, 26, 22, 19, 24, 24, 40. He had the 12-point game. Uh, uh, two games ago. So he did have a 12-point yeah. stinker in there, and then 25 last night. He's giving you 20-plus points basically every single night, and like having that consistency on this team to go along with the Tatum is, you know, it just it just gives them the upper hand on a team like the Heat. Yeah, no, t- I, a- absolutely 100%. Because you, you, you have the Boston, a lot of the whole team defense element that Miami does, you got on Boston already, but you have – a Batman and a Robin when it comes right. to scoring. Just flat-out scoring. Hurricanes shorthanded goal oh. to lead it one to nothing as the home road splits continue yeah. to manifest. They're at home, so obviously. Yeah. yeah, my goodness. They don't even need five skaters. Still nine seconds on the Rangers' power play. Yeah, Tatum and uh, Brown yesterday, three of 16 in the first half, total of 19 points for their worst combined field goal percentage in any half this season, and they still won the game. Yeah, Going that, uh, away. That Jalen Brown number got chopped about in half or so it, shorter. It's funny. Oh, way more than half because yeah. we have a. Do we also have a uh, shout out to you, Kelly? Speaking of that, from Rob L on Twitter, rlap three one one. He said, backpedaling down the court, pointing at Kelly Bidlin and his blind resume on the assist. Don't even care if Jalen wins. And what he's showing is an image of him getting Jalen last night at ten to one for the Larry Joe Bird. Eastern Conference Finals MVP. We showed him at seven to one last night. He got him at ten to one. He is now plus one sixty five ish. Yeah, it was it was earlier today, and it might still be up there. It was plus two forty, I think, at DraftKings, but most places it was plus one fifty or shorter. On, I want to say on a numbers game, we had it shorter. Yeah, yeah. So this was DraftKings earlier today. We had BetMGM much shorter than that. For yeah, BetMGM was much shorter. Yeah. I think I think DraftKings is where you could where you could find the best. No, I still think it's not a bad bet. Well, we went through the we went through you know it's a Jason Tatum Jalen Brown mano a mano at this point right because do I mean do we do any of us think that Miami Heat have two wins in them left in this series? No, I will say JVT threw out an interesting suggestion earlier today though because he talked about this on the edge a little bit more. Robert Williams, if you want a real long shot. You could make a case for him. I mean, every game he's played in, it has been a significant impact. I mean, Bam has had horrible games every game that he's played in. But are we really going to get writers that are going to jump to the defensive side? Absolutely not. No. 
Zero chance. I love the thought, but no. Zero chance. Because they're human. Yeah, humans betting on this stuff. And they're, they're going to go right. That's why, by the way, that I think Jalen Brown is appropriately play, a price still as a dog. Because yeah. he, he leads in field goal. He be, he's beating Jason Tatum in field goal percentage. He's beating, he's beating Jason Tatum in three-point field goal percentage. But guess what Jason Tatum's beating him in? Points, rebounds, and assists. And it doesn't. It won't matter to these voters that Jason Tatum has ten more turnovers. Uh, those are the same. That's my biggest problem, right? With this, than Jalen Brown does is that he's averaging almost five turnovers a game. Like you, you cannot, you can't have that. Here are the uh, NBA Finals series prices. These are uh, these come to us from Circus Sports. Hey, Circus Sports, getting us uh, the series prices here. Um, oh wait, these aren't the series prices. These are. Uh, these oh, are yeah, possible, they are. They are. Yeah, possible NBA matches. Finals matches. They were, they were a little too close together. I didn't catch it at first. Okay. Warriors-Celtics. Warriors going to be minus 130 in that matchup. Warriors-Heat. If the Heat can come back, Warriors will, be, Warriors will be minus 190 in that matchup. Not pictured, the Dallas Mavericks. Because you know why? No team comes back from a 3-0 deficit in 146 previous opportunities. So, you agree with those numbers? I think I kind of do. Yes. Would play the Warriors against the Heat, would play the Celtics against the Warriors. Okay. Would play would play opposite sides on, on these. If I had to yeah, bet them. the Yeah, yeah. I, I I would be the exact same way. I would hope you could get a better I mean, if the Heat came back, I think you'd end up getting a better number than minus one ninety anyways on the Warriors. So yes, I would probably be betting that. And it, i think anything at plus money, I'm betting the Celtics series price. If I didn't have a plus 550 on the dubs, I'd bet the dubs against the Heat, and I'd bet the dubs against the Celtics. Yeah, the other, the other thing, the one thing that's going to be funky for me when the finals roll around is I do have that, assuming the Warriors advance, I have that Pacific division to win the— Oh, you do. So it's like plus 190, so yeah. I actually have to hedge off of that. Like, that's my Warriors bet, basically. Hmm. Yeah, I think those are about right, though. Did you, did you, tell, did you tell JVT that Robert Williams had absolutely zero chance of winning? Did you just look at him from no, behind the glass? No, he say, entertained it. I, enter- you, I entertained it. Yeah. Encouraged, I entertained, encouraged I, 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 him, I'm I entertained sure. it. He has a five-point game, a six-point game, and he missed a game. Yeah, I he mean, a, he has a five-point game, all a six-point game, and he missed a game. It's all about the defense. Don't underestimate, That's the only argument. Don't underestimate the missed a game. Like, <laughs> I mean, granted, he was perfect in the game that he the, missed. The thing about this is, like, shout-out to JVT on that, right? Because... Our basketball brains love that kind of opinion. Right. But our knowledge of betting by the mainstream media on these things, it ain't never going to happen. And that's why, like, I think you're, you know, I've gotten excited about these over the past couple nights. And that's where you've walked it back and and said, hey, look, these are still guys that are going to be voting on this. Quite literally, it would, I would need. 500 to one and even then i'd be like i'm just wasting ten dollars on that. like i'm this is a 20 like i might as well just light this 20 dollars on fire on set and everyone would get much more entertainment if jason tatum and jalen brown combine for 150 more turnovers in this uh, series <laughs> then maybe other than that nah, probably not all right jake Hahn joins us next one of our favorites talk nhl see what he's got going in this uh, hurricane rangers game hurricanes up one nothing and then of course the remainder of the NHL round of playoffs. Oilers, see you on them? We'll find out. Coming back, Beeson's Primetime Action. You are looking live at Primetime Action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on Beeson, the sports betting network. 
Back on primetime action, live from the South Point. The VEASAN Summer Special is here for only $39. You get everything VEASAN has to offer from now to the end of July. Next few months going to be filled with the best betting content in the business. Right here at VEASAN.com. And subscribers will have access to all of it, including Adam Burke's daily MLB Best Bets. Jonathan Von Tobel will have Best Bets all the way through the NBA Finals. Andy McNeil will break down all the action on the ice all the way through the Stanley Cup playoffs. We'll have lots of NFL preseason coverage as well, not to mention continued best bets and premium articles covering golf, UFC, USFL, and NASCAR, the full VEASAN experience, which features a daily best bets email, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools, and a live video stream whenever you want it can be yours for only $39 United States dollars. $49.82 Canadian. It's even cheaper today. Save your Canadian pennies. Buy today. It's very passionate. All of that to be a subscriber through July 31st. Sign up now at vcin.com slash summer. And you cannot kill the New York Rangers. LGR. Six seconds into another Rangers power play after uh, they gave up a shorthanded goal. They tie it up. One apiece. One minute left in the first period. Two to two series between the Rangers and the Hurricanes. Let's talk to Jake Hahn about the NHL playoffs. He's the... Uh, co-host of the Point and Fantasy Hockey Show on Sirius XM, host of Fantasy Hockey Pick and Bets for the Mayo Media Network, and you can follow him on Twitter at jhan4. How you doing, Jake? I'm doing great, guys. Good to be on with you. I love the show, so I always uh, love jumping on and, and chatting a little puck with you guys. So let, let's get into it. We don't have too many multiple game nights left. We're, we're hoping we get a couple more, depending on what happens with these series. But yeah. uh, we're eventually just going to get to those one-game nights. So we got to enjoy nights like these where we get the doubleheaders. You are 100% right. And I was thinking this might be our last one basketball, two hockey game night, I think. Perhaps it might be. Um, So, yes, let's enjoy it. One-to-one Rangers and the Hurricanes, which has just been an unbelievable series. I'm not sure if I asked you about this, just on this one alone. Do you make anything of the home-road split with the Hurricanes at all? Like, what's so special about them home and road? Yeah, I I totally do. And this was something even going into the playoffs that I was looking at for the Carolina Hurricanes. And and in that series against Boston in the first round, I was actually targeting that as a homer series. Now, I didn't think it was going to play out that the home team was going to win every single game. But it was one of those games that I thought, okay, I'll back the home side. I'll play some player props with the home side. I even played Bruins player props when the Canes were on the road because I thought they could get the favorable matchup. So I think there is something to it. The Canes are a team that they're not very top heavy. They don't ride their top guys. They don't have the horses as compared to some of these other teams that are left, the high-end talent. So they like to roll four lines. Rod Brennamore likes to get his matchups, and I I just think it's easier for him to do so on home ice. Now, they're going to win the Cup. They're going to eventually have to win some games on the road. They have home ice advantage in this round, and they would actually have home ice advantage in the next round against Tampa Bay as well. But you have to think at some point they're going to have to figure it out on the road. But for now, they're just uh, resting on their great home record. Jake, we've got to the end of the first in this one. Would there be any sort of, is there any point in this game, anything you would be looking for where you would be looking to maybe make an in-game bet, LGR? Yeah, watching the, well, apparently you you like the Rangers. I actually going in like the Rangers as well. I think there is some value. I know we just talked about the fact that, you know, the Canes have been that homer team. They were in the first round. They have so far in the second round as well. But you could tell through four games and, and now a little bit of game number five, the Rangers have actually been the better team, in my opinion, in this series. And I thought they probably should have won the first game. They were, what, two minutes away from pulling it off. The Canes, you know, pull off a late miracle. They score an overtime and, and they win that game. 
So I actually think for the most part, the Rangers have been really good. Now watching this first period, I did think the Canes looked great five on five, but they got into some penalty trouble. They take a couple penalties and I think that's where they could really get into trouble in this game. If they continue to do that and they give the Rangers power plays, you give these skill guys a chance to do some damage. And you just saw it with Mika Zibanejad tying the game. So I still think the value here lies with the Rangers. I think this is a really tight game. It's probably going to come down to one goal. And in that instance, I'm just going to take the plus money. Game five of the Battle of Alberta tonight uh, with the Edmonton Oilers looking to close out the Calgary Flames in Calgary. Uh, Calgary on their home ice tonight, minus 150 favorites. This is a series where after game one, we're like, oh, my God, nine to six. What a crazy hockey game. This is going to be an amazing series with God knows how many goals. And then the Oilers very steadfastly, very um, very sort of mechanically went ahead about their business and put that game behind them real quick. One games, two, three, and four. What do you think here in tonight's game? I've been really impressed by the Oilers and I've kind of been a bit of a detractor the last couple of years just because we know what they have up front. Like they've got the best player in the world in Connor McDavid. Leon Dreisaitl is great as well. But I question if they can get it done in the playoffs with Mike Smith as their goaltender, a 40 plus year old goaltender and just not a lot of depth past those top guys. But they've been been proving me wrong a little bit throughout the playoffs so far. And they got past what, in my opinion, a pretty good LA Kings team that I don't think got enough uh, credit in that first round. So uh, credit to the Oilers so far for what they're doing. I still think on paper, the Flames are the deeper team. They're the better team. I think they have the better goaltender as well. I believe this is a good spot for the Calgary Flames. Uh, like, like I said, the Oilers have been the better team. They're full marks for being up 3-1 in this series right now. And the Flames need to find an answer for Connor McDavid because the Oilers can throw him out there for 24, 25 minutes. He's obviously going to be out there on the power play as well. So the Flames need to find an answer for him. They need to find a way to slow him down, to shut him down. But I still think that this is a really good spot for them. Around minus 150, I've seen it as high as minus 160 in some places. I think the Flames are the play, and and I think if you really want to get uh, interesting with it, if you want to split the bet, I think you could throw some of it on the Flames series price as well at plus 450. I've seen it in some places. Mm. If you believe they win this game, you put the pressure on Edmonton for game six, all you have to do is win one road game, and all of a sudden you get game seven in your own barn, and you got a plus 450 price. So I don't mind sprinkling sprinkling a little bit on that as well. Jake, you have a couple of uh, you have a couple of SOG prop bets tonight as well. And also, are you aware that if if you if you put a SOG, but it's not a SOG if it hits the post, even <laughs> though it actually hit the goal. This makes this makes no sense to us here. But we were we were we had to look this up in the middle of a segment because we were like, I wonder if a SOG <laughs> it counts if it hits the pole. It, it does. It doesn't count. As someone who bets a lot of SOG props, I have been through every scenario you could imagine, oh. and even. Even times when the goalie saves it, and you're like, I see it. They won't go back. They won't look at it. I've lost a bunch of them uh, on some really tough brutal. breaks where I'm like, this is a Pruder film breaking it down, knowing like, it hit the stick. Like, come on, man. Like, give me this one. Uh, and they won't give it to you. So, unfortunately, you're going to have some tough breaks when you play the SOG props in the posts. Don't count. And they can even take some away from you. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever run into this, but if the puck is going wide of the net and the goaltender still stops it, it's up to the official scorer. They can actually deem that a missed shot. So, sometimes you can catch some tough breaks on those as well oh. but for tonight uh, yeah i know i know it's oh. it's tough but hey we, we know what we're getting into when we're, uh, when it's, we're true. it's true it's true right so it's true so um yeah, lo- looking at tonight and looking at i think some of the value for the sog props i think in a must-win scenario 
for the Flames, you got to target their top player in Johnny Goudreau. And I'm sure that line's been steamed quite a bit from this morning, but over three and a half, uh, he's cashed that, I believe, in the last five games, and he's been shooting quite a bit. I think they're going to play him heavy in this game, and, and he needs to step up. McDavid's clearly been the better star player in this series, so I'm looking for Johnny Goudreau to step up. Michael Backlund is another one to keep an eye on. He plays heavy minutes, usually 20-plus minutes for the Flames, all situations. He's on their second power play unit. They like to play him a lot, even strength. He's a great two-way center, but he's pretty good offensively, and he doesn't mind shooting the puck. You might even sneak a couple good shorthanded shots. He likes to skate down the ice and just throw one on net shorthanded, so he can be sneaky in that way. Uh, Vander Kane on the Oilers' side of the ledger, he's been great for shot props throughout the course of the playoffs so far, and great for goal props as well. The guy has just been unbelievable putting the puck in the back of the net, but I like Evander Kane. Uh, he just had to deal with the, the birth of, a, of his kid, and he's going to make the game. There was a question that he might not make the game, but he is going to be in the lineup tonight for the Oilers, so I like the over three and a half for Kane on the Oilers' side of the ledger as well. You know, could you imagine? Could you imagine you got a SOG prop, I, and then it's I, like it's on, and then the, and I'll then never the, bet those things ever. And the official this. just decides like, nah, no. that wasn't going to be it. That no. wasn't going to be a SOG. Jake, after that all, was so. that was a that was a that was all I needed to hear. I'll never bet those props I mean, ever. In my it life. seems like you. How many nights have you just drowned yourself in coconuts yeah. after you know? I mean, like, you got to just like get a whole twelve pack of coconuts sometimes. I imagine. <laughs> I, I've had some pretty bad ones, guys. Like I, we could fill a whole segment with some of the the bad <laughs> beats that I've seen betting uh, shot on goal props. But hey, sometimes they go your way. Yeah, as that's well, true. And that's you get true. That where you know maybe they count up for two shots when it should have been one shot. So I like to think that it all evens out at the end of the day. But uh, when you do an 82 game regular season and you're betting these every night, you're going to get a couple ones that, that pull some hair out or, like you said, make you uh, go to the fridge for an extra coconut. <laughs> Jake, Jake, between me and you, it never evens out. It's just a myth. It never evens out. It's always goes you only remember the loss, yeah, right? That's right? You only by remember the, the bad. Beat. By the way, my only other question on this is: Do people actually refer to it as sogs? Yeah, we do. Getting soggy with it. We, we like thought we made that up. Talk. We thought we totally made yeah. it. Yeah. 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 No, no, you guys are in on it. <laughs> we're, we're in on it. We didn't make it up, yeah. but we're in on it. Yeah. All right, 45 yeah. seconds here. Tomorrow night, uh, game six, but with, I mean, unbelievably and probably game six, Avalanche and the Blues. The Blues come back from three to nothing last night. They tie it in the final minute. They win it in overtime, and they're like, you're not winning this, Avalanche. What do you got here real quick? Yeah, the Avs are going to have to face some demons. They've had some second-round demons in the past, and they let that game slip away. I thought the Blues were done three times. Before the game, at 3 nothing and at 4-3 after McKinnon scored. And yeah. uh, I was holding, actually, a Blues plus 2.5 series bet for, that I made before the series, and I thought it was completely dead. So I think I lucked out on that one, so I'll, I'll take that money and, and kind of run away. But I, I do think there's some momentum with the Blues here, and I think the, the pressure is clearly on the Avs to get this thing done. Plus 150 on home ice, that's probably where my money's going to go, at least on the money line. Jake, you're awesome. We appreciate it, man. Enjoy yeah. the rest of the games tonight. Love chatting with you guys. Have a great night. Good Jake, luck. Jake Hahn, everybody, who I'll have on a numbers game tomorrow morning, too. Oh. Maybe we'll talk Sogs then as well. Yeah, you, may, uh, you better. <laughs> you better. You better. All right. We'll update all the scores. Wow. Better. We'll do that next right here on VEASAN's Primetime Action. 